Welcome to the new home of Two Up Top Football, the weekly football review show, which is live on Facebook every Sunday at 7pm-ish. Uh, <laughs> in, our, in our defence, there was about seven minutes injury time in each of the games. Yeah, yeah exactly. We'll and we had to watch all three of them so we could bring we you our views know. on it. Yeah, we exactly. Need to yeah. Know. And yeah, but we are still in association with the mail coach, so do not worry. And you can still get two pizzas for £10 there and quiz night every Monday with our own favourite guy, Adam the Greek. We're also in association with Macau Sports Bar and Grill, the best bar to go for a pint anytime you are in New York City. If you just happen to be. Wandering around New York. Oh, people do, don't they? Well, if, if, if heading to uh, Times Square, it's up the road from there, which is even better. Um, well, there's always things to talk about, but there just is. a little, uh, little uh, round of what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about our favourite section, What Are Everton? We're also going to be talking about the champ and the chump of the week, and rounding up all the weekend's football in the Premier League. And don't forget, you can listen to us as of... It will probably it'll be it's usually Monday morning and Monday, Monday afternoon. So you can listen to us from Monday on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Mm, plug, plug, plug. Wonderful, yeah. Stephen, where should we start? Let's, should we start on Sunday? Let's start. Let's let's start. Well, it's fresh in the minds with Liverpool Spurs. Mm. Um, let's get straight into that. I, I had to try. I was trying to watch um, Norwich United and Liverpool Tottenham. So I, I did. I did see everything that happened. So, but if I've missed little bits, I might. Have missed <laughs> no but um, let's go straight in. Um, straight away, uh, Spurs within ninety seconds. Oh boy, I think it was quicker than that. Uh, Forty-six seconds. Completely showed uh, Liverpool's defensive frailties this year. Even games they've won, we even we have said they look like they can be got at. Yeah. And it was quite lucky because it's come off the post and whatever. Uh, Harry Kane seemed to be the only person to react. Defence was static. Lovren thought he'd done his business because he was still stood there with his arms behind his back. Yeah, of course. Looking, looking at Kane going in for the header like, oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a good start. But I think uh, uh, it annoyed me as well because I think it was Trent and whoever else was both looked across at the lino and it was the laziest. It was a please. Yeah. Can I go to the toilet, sir? It, it wasn't midnight. His Arsenal yeah, was it? No, it was, it was just. Uh, oh no. Now for me, I have to say. Harry Kane showed the reason why he's one of the best strikers in world football because of his reaction times for it. He was in the right place at the right time to react to pounce on the second yeah. ball. And not many strikers in the Premier League in world football, to be honest. The only other person I can think that would really do something like is Levin Dobson. Levin got yeah, I'm the same. I can't, I can't think of another striker that would be like, right, okay, he's pinged off. Right, I'm just going to get there quickly. Yeah, you got. The, you, it, it gets frustrating whether it's your team or just watching football in general when you see. And it's one oh one what you taught at school. Follow follow someone shot in, yeah, and always always gamble. Like yeah. The amount of times you see that ball go across the corridor of uncertainty and no one's Gaza style sliding in, mm. and and if they'd have, if they'd have just gambled for it, okay, two out of ten might go in. Well, but it could be the difference for, for some teams. It's the difference between not just winning and losing, like promotion and relegation, yeah. titles, cup finals. You know, just getting that extra inch or having that instinctive mindset in order to go for it and I think that's what that's why I've got to well take my hat off take my hat off to Kane and that's exactly what he's done there today what a great shot initially it was deflection yeah. don't get me wrong but just having that idea just to have a, have and a ping from side that, that early goal and it it really 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 rattled, uh, rattled Liverpool for the next uh, again I was watching two games but, 15, but from, from the, what it looked like the, the next 15-20 minutes Tottenham were all over them mm. and they had a couple of good chances um, but then it kind of was the inevitable um, Gaz and Eagle just got absolutely peppered yeah it was, um, it was like an if rather than it was like when rather than if I should say for when Liverpool were, were going to get a goal out of it somehow but in the first half alone Gaz and Eagle pulled off a good four or five saves which was just a couple of them, yeah, at him. You expect him to save them, but then, yeah. like for instance, the Van Dyke header. There was, there was, I think, I think know. Salah put a header. It was quite soft at him as well. But uh, yeah. I think, I think honestly, it's so easy to say it now like, after the fact. But just after half time, Son hitting the bar. I think that's the biggest. That's the most pivotal moment in that game. Yeah. Because if Tottenham go two 0 up, even Tottenham at their worst. Could they, would they really? Have, I don't think they'd have lost the game. Even even if Liverpool would have come back in it, I think it could have been a draw. Mm. It's a tight angle. He's taken it round the keeper, but then I think he's he's took himself out too wide. 
And you can't really blame him because I was watching the game and I was thinking, well, you've done all the hard bit, but if you looked back to see if anyone was coming, but when you see the other angle, there's, do you know, there's no do you know one coming. What I would say is, Son is lauded and praised, quite rightly so, for having like, he doesn't have a weak foot. Yeah. But if that's the case, when he's, he's taken him, he's taken him round, he's taken it round the keeper and gone to the left. And then he's hit it with, I think he's hit it with his he's left, left foot, foot still. and he's like an outswinger that hits the bar. Yeah. So if, he, if he'd have used his right foot to bend it in, uh, it goes in. Do you in. think he would have been able to have enough time to uh, well, spin I, it back? I, I don't think he would have. He might not I have done that. And he was so far out at that point, I think by the time he made adjustments... It, like I said, it's so, easy to, it's so easy to critique it after the fact. Like, yeah. I, I, he, he did better than what we'd have done in the situation. But, mm-hmm. um, and then... Um, there was a challenge. No, that challenge didn't really matter. I was writing it down as the game was going on, rather than sitting back and watching it, watching the full night again. Um, yeah. So the equaliser came from Henderson. Yep. It's probably the weakest shot that was actually. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just one of those ones, though. You like, know, it clipped off Danny Rose. Mm. Um, but again, like we just said, Henderson found himself back there. If, if you when you see the replay and the build-up of play, Henderson's hugging the touchline. Yeah. And then, by the time it all breaks down and, and that cross, the deflected cross or whatever comes in, he's back post. Yeah. Because he's gambled. Like, again, someone might, the shot might have got saved, but at least he was back post just in case. But it's come through to him. He's, it's good composure. It's good finish. Mm. You hate to see it. Um, but, yeah, um, it, was, it, was, it was a good goal. And... The, the pivotal moment, the moment that Liverpool took the lead, it came from a penalty, which uh, Serge Aurier initially got himself a bit lost, and then he redeemed himself, and it was like, well done, you know, you've actually got your money's worth now for, for Serge Aurier in this Tottenham, and then he's, uh, he's wrapped his legs around uh, a little Genuinely, bit. the best way to describe it is it's the most... It, it, Almost sums up the gameplay on FIFA 20. Like he, he, he's got he's got the ball at his feet. He's won the tackle, and then all, all of a sudden, like there's a. It's almost as like his control has died for a second, and he just stands, <laughs> he just kind of like stands. And then when um, Salah takes the, well, no, it was Mane, Mane took the ball yeah. off him. It, it was just too late, and he'd, he'd already tried to think. Oh God, I've got to try and make a challenge here. And he's only dipped his volley in the back of his legs. <laughs> But it's just so annoying because he's done all the hard work with winning the ball. That's the, that's the thing. And he, he wasn't well, he facing goal. He won the ball and he was ready to I think, go. I think he got himself in trouble and then redeemed himself. So when he made that tackle initially, it's like, do you know what? Fair play to you because yeah. you've got away with that. Now off you go. You're right. He was facing the other way. It's like, right, okay, let's try and, and get us out just left of the ball behind. I oh, know. But then Gazaniga couldn't move. No. Is it that nice? We've got hold on. We've got we've got absolutely no uh, qualms that being a penalty. Oh, yeah, it's a penalty because obviously there's going to be a few of them today. Um, yeah, so it was penalty. Honestly, I know we say it. I think I said it last year as well, and I'll say it this year. But it just seems to be when when things go for teams like that, it's their it is their year. Like mm. la- last year, like, Liverpool were unlucky not to win the league last year. But last year, things like. Pickford dropping the ball under the bar in the ninth yeah, third yeah, minute, yeah. and when you just see these little things, because if the, even if they'd have drawn today, the gap between Liverpool and City would have gone to four. It would have gone to four, and, points, and that's yeah. that's catchable. And if you think they were eight points clear a few weeks ago, but just those those little lapses in concentration from Aurier, but Liverpool still pushing on, has changed that from the draw being four points, and now they're back to six. Yeah, because they're, they're taking their chances, um, but they had plenty of them today as well. Yeah. So. They did indeed. You're watching Two Up Top, the weekly football review show, live on Facebook every Sunday at 7pm and also available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts from Mondays as well. So you're more than welcome to have a little listen to that when you're at work or at school or whatever, you know, wherever you fancy doing. If you do it at work, do it on your break or something. We don't want to, we want to be the reason. I know what job you do. You can stick it in your ear, yeah, you know, stick it in your ear, type away, look busy in association with the male coach. Um, Macau Sports Bar and Grill in New York and Shakers, the recording studio in Northamptonshire. Um, staying with Sunday, um, there was a couple of 4.30 games today. It was really frustrating. Really annoying. Big teams as well. Yeah. Uh, it, just, it, just, it just seemed annoying that um, and unless you have the means to watch the games like we did. With licensed license, license sources, of yeah. course. Arsenal to... For Crystal Palace too. Here we go. Um, here we go. Yes, indeed. There's a bit of drama in this one as well. VAR being a friend, um, and also 
Uh, uh, yeah, massive, massive enemy. Well, it depends which which team you follow, really. Arsenal took the lead with two early goals, both from corners. Very, very sloppy defending for both of those as well, I would say, from Crystal Palace. It's two corners on the spin as well. The first one, it was Socrates in the end, which was not a sort of finish. And the second one was David Luiz, header there. And, yeah, it was just... Well, Palace just couldn't get a foothold on the game whatsoever. Yeah. Arsenal looked in full control. Then the moment changed. This is just before uh, it was coming up towards half time about, about, about the 35 minute mark, I think it was, off the top of my head. So a ball's been played over towards Zaha. It looks like he could be onside. Is he offside? Who knows? He's gone through, he's made it to the box, he's done his classic Zaha, both feet planted, lands on the floor. Callum Chambers goes, What are you doing, pal? Referee hits the whistle, free kick, Arsenal, yellow card, Zaha, dive. That's fine, isn't it? Or is it? No, it's not. <laughs> because then it goes to our good old pal, VAR, and they've looked at the same situation, overturned the yellow card, given the penalty. I'm, 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 I'm livid. Do you, uh, do you know what? And I genuinely, genuinely think this. Um, well, I think we touched upon it the last week and the week before. And a lot was made in the media and the press and stuff last week about the lack, uh, how VAR had given or overturned zero penalties. Mm. How many have we had this weekend? Yeah. How many? Have, so uh, you can't tell me that it's it's just been a fluke and that they have not been told, okay, guys, we need to start mm. giving some of these. But the one, um, um, Tongan on Dale Foe last week. How? That shouldn't even need to go to VAR. That, that's yeah, the problem. He's in the first three place. times there as well. It's embarrassing that. But yeah, uh, Milhojevic, he doesn't miss. No, he doesn't. Well, he missed one. He <laughs> could have beat City that day as well. That was, um, last year, season four. But yeah, he, he, he loves he loves a strike. He loves a strike. Um, Pepe had a pop as well, went outside the post. It was a shame. And then it may, it was 2-2. And I, I, I can't really complain about this. I was saying it on the, on the way down um, to, to, to the studio today. The cross is great. The header is great. David Luiz is ball watching. But if your team score that, you're thinking, you know what? That's a good header, that. Yeah. So I'm not really, I'm not fussed about the nature of it. I'm just disappointed with David Luiz just not looking out. Uh, you you, you, you can watching. honestly just finish your sentence there and say you're disappointed in David, David Luiz. Yeah, very uh, true. Uh, honestly, I know we, we uh, me and you had the conversation about it um, on deadline day and we were just thinking that's so... I'd, it just didn't seem like the right signing. Even though you needed centre-backs, it just mm-hmm. didn't seem like, like where, where is this going to go? And we all know that on his day, well, he used to be on his day, before he went to PSG, he used to be a world-beater. The thing is, what I always said about David Luiz, it is going back to about 2011-2012. Defensively, he looks alright. Sometimes he looks a bit suspect at the time, but we're going about eight years. Yeah. And I always used to say to my good old pal, he should play CDM. Put him in a defensive central midfielder position because you don't want him to be your last point of call. When yeah. you're when you're one on one, you don't want you don't want your back line to be just David Luiz and the goalkeeper. But you put him in a defensive central midfielder position, he could do all, he could do whatever yeah. he needs there. Well, he, and he's, he's a great passer. I was going to say ball. he gets lauded for his passing. Mm. He can strike a free kick. He's good at set pieces. I I don't know whether that move might happen later on in his career when his legs go a little bit. I think it should happen now. Yeah, I, no, I agree. I, I think agree it should happen well. now. Um, between that situation and a, and the later VAR drama, there was a substitution from Arsenal yeah. where we saw um, Saka coming on for Xhaka. And explain what happened. Uh, well, I, so Xhaka... We'll go, into, we'll go into what happened, then we'll talk about why we think it happened and stuff. But as Xhaka's coming off the pitch... Mm. The I would go as far as to say as about seventy five percent of the stadium, the fans, um, th- as it would say on Football Manager, the boo boys were out in force, <laughs> and the the noise level was deafening. Um, and, and, and fair enough, uh, you you any player would take offence to it, but I think you're not supposed to rise to it. Now, Xhaka is club captain, gives the arms, he's yeah. offering it on like, come on then, what? And as he's getting up, as he's going off the pitch, the boos are getting louder, and he cups his ears. Yeah. Gives a little expletive, tells them to F off. Yeah. Um, and then as he goes off, takes his shirt off, throws it, and walks straight down the tunnel. It is not good viewing. It's, it's, 
It's unforgivable. This guy is meant to be a leader of men. He's the captain of Arsenal Football Club and his attitude is completely wrong. Like we were saying about we're getting into why, I think a lot of people were saying that the reason that he was booed was because he was taking too long to get off the pitch. But I don't believe that at all because he, over the last few weeks, even when it was announced he was captain, that mm -hmm. it happened straight away. There was a backlash for it. Um, I remember when... Fellaini used to get mercilessly booed mm. like all the time even if he, even if we'd scraped a win under Van Hal and, and he'd come on and scored the winner or whatever he'd still get booed and I I, I, I was I booed him a couple of times <laughs> so I can't I, my hands aren't clean on that but I just, <coughs> not when it's well, not when it's club captain no I, I think the thing is if if you don't agree that Xhaka should be captain worthy or whatnot, at the end of the day the manager of your club has picked him to be the captain of your club yeah so you have to respect get on, that decision. Just get on with it. Yeah, you have to run with it. He, he knows more of what goes on in that training ground, what goes on in that dressing room than we do. Maybe Xhaka maybe is a leader in the dressing room. Mm. Maybe he is the glue that holds the team together and holds all the different personalities together. We don't know that. Yeah. It, it could be the case. It might not be the case. But it, it was horrible scenes. Yeah. Um, I said to you on the way down there as well, um, I think it's a lose-lose for Emery now because if... He doesn't now punish Xhaka and take the captaincy off him. Mm -hmm. It looks weak. I think the fans will lose. Uh, the, well, the fans that haven't already lost faith in Emery will start really losing faith, mm -hmm. and I think might even lose the dressing room a little bit because if there's players in there that really love the club and you're seeing your captain act like that, but also then if he does have to strip him of the captaincy, you're a third of the way into the season, then you've got to appoint a new captain and. Does that then mean Jacker won't want to play anymore? Does, mm. does he have to move on? Right, What's January? January's coming very, very soon. Um, Socrates thought he won the game. So did Piers Morgan, which was nice. Yeah, uh, I think Simon Jordan did as well. Um, he, he was he was very upset and gave a, a nice little fist pump when he realised that the goal was chalked off for v, uh, VAR, deemed to be a challenge by. Uh, by Chambers. Chambers. Now I've I've seen this because I, obviously I watched the two games and this is the one game I didn't get to watch. I've seen little snippets. I've seen the replay and I don't know if it's the angle of the replay I've seen, but I thought Chambers might have been fouled. I thought, <laughs> and the, 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 I can see I can see why why they've made the decision. I don't see why they have made it. I see it's, why they. It's because he's as he's gone down, he's wiped out Cahill. But like at the same, but he's gone down because he's pushed down. Yeah, and. Cahill's foot and Chambers' foot are locked. Yeah. Now, if that happens on the halfway line, you can't give anything. No, you don't. Um, yeah, because it's... There's... there's who, who, who created the foul? I can't see where the issue is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit cut by that. I'm not going to lie. Um, and then... Um, you know, Louise had a strike, which was saved by Henderson... So that was annoying. And then Ganduzi got a yellow card with the last kick of the game. No, I, I'm still confused as to why it was I, yellow, not red. Yeah, I messaged you about this um, because after the after the uh, Norwich game finished, they cut straight into the last knockings of the Arsenal game. Um, and I, I, to be fair, I was expecting you to go no, 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 ref out on it to yellow. But I know it's almost on the edge of the Palace box. But it's Zaha, he is not slow. And he's by himself. And there's no one in front of him. And he's about to burst clean through. And Gunduzi, it wasn't like a cynical foul, like tapping the back of someone's ankle. He is literally, if that tapper would have been great, Wales would, could have done yeah, that this morning. <laughs> he, he has literally gone like shoulder height into him. He's, he's just it's like, bad. It's like a Goldberg spear. That's, that, 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 is, that is at least a yellow card in rugby. I, I, I know, and the reason I said to you, how is that not a red? zero attempt to play the ball so it's not like he's made a mistake mm. in taking out the man or even tried to cover up that he's taken out the man it's a last minute counter attack with the Zaha with the whole field in front of them well the commentators didn't seem to mind they just thought it was a yellow but I I, oh, yeah. I personally thought I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's very nice at all where, before, before we move on uh, where are you currently where, where do you see Arsenal going nowhere honestly we have a section on the show as you as, as many people will know already, called What Are Everton, and I'm, I'm contemplating changing the name of, of, of that section of the show. And the reason why is because Emery, he, he came in giving it the, are oh, we going to play with high press, high intensity, this, that and the other. The game on Monday against Sheffield United, if my missus, she loves her sport, she's not overly into football, but she knows her football, and she was watching it going, what are these art doing? 
Why are they waiting for the ball to get to them before uh, uh, like approaching it? Why are they not using the space provided? And these are things that I'm looking at going, she don't even watch Arsenal that much. Yeah. And she knows that it's all going wrong there. So why, what, what is happening? But then you'll get to fans of teams that are normally outside the top six going, oh, well, you know, you're an Arsenal fan. Think about what it's like for us. You should be happy that you're in the top six every year. Which drives me mental because I get that. Oh, you're spoiled. Yeah. You've had 20 years of success. Well, like, no, but, great, but. Yeah, but then you've, you've got the expectation. You've got a level yeah. of expectation. When you go to work and you're consistently, your, your company is consistently performing at a high level and it's starting to dip, you're not going to go like, ah, well, we had a good few yeah, years we, good, around this yeah. bit. We, no. made, we made a bit of money back in the day. Exactly, but... no. You, you're going forward. You're going to strive for success. You need to keep working at it, keep at it. And if your manager is not able to provide that, then you need to change what's going on. And What, what, yeah. what would you like to see change? Is the, the, the approach or... I think it's too soon to get rid of the manager. I, I, I think he's, he's got a lot to turn around at the moment but I think it's all down to what's happening on the training field he needs to start really putting that high intensity pressure that he was talking about when he first came in I saw a couple of training sessions when he first came in I was like Arsenal will change team yeah with like I think I think, I think Arsenal might go on to do something and when they went on that run last year it it wasn't convincing the wins but they were getting those victories yeah. and I was like right okay it's a bit like you know when it's your year you know you do find a way of getting a result, and I thought that's what was happening. It just—it's just not. Th- right. Those Arsenal runner wins, and when Arsenal are performing, are always inevitably sandwiched between like the week you've had this week. Could you imagine if on Sunday if I'd have told you that within seven days you were playing Sheffield United and Crystal Palace, and you were going to get a point? Oh, you laugh at it. You laugh at it. It's like what? What have you been drinking? Probably a bit. Too many men's drives. Too many men's drives. Yeah, but um, a couple more games to round up on Sunday, which is today. But if you're listening to the podcast, it was yesterday, and that is this isn't going to take very long at all. Um, Newcastle won, Wolves won. This wasn't a great game of football. Uh, again, I know I said to you, just even watching the game, thinking. I've never heard St James's Park this quiet, or the Sports Direct Arena, or whatever it is. These James days. Park. Um, <laughs> it's always James's Park. I've right. never heard it that quiet. Mm. And I think New- Newcastle had a lot, of, a lot of the ball in the opening, uh, like 15, 20 minutes, and the fans were still really subdued. And I was thinking, um, am I missing something? Mm. Like, it, has something gone on today? Or um, and they took the lead. Yeah, they did. Um, they could have, they should have taken the lead two or three minutes beforehand. It was an excellent counter attack. Um, and it was Almiron who was driving the ball forward. It was, I think it was five on three, and he just played the ball too early. It's just like, He's I think snatching just, at stuff at the his minute. His decision-making is, is... You're right, he is snatching. His decision-making is poor, I think, and I don't know whether it's because it's a different pace of league or whether he's trying too hard, but it's been at the club for nearly a year now. I would, I'd put it into... Column A and column B, I think he's come from the MLS. Now to come from the MLS to the Premier League, that's a that's, that's a, a jump. Team. That's a jump. Um, I think he, he's clearly a confidence player, and he's playing on no confidence. Mm. Um, so he he's at that point where you, you could just see it now. If it was a two on, if it was a two on one, well, two people on the goalkeeper, I don't think he's going to play the ball across the goal. Yeah, I, I think he wants to get the goal to get the confidence, prove his worth sort of thing. Like, yeah. So I think at the minute he is trying too hard, trying to make things happen too too hard. Yeah, he's trying, he's trying, he's, yeah, you're right, he's trying way too hard. Uh, Matty Longstaff had a great game again and it was his three ball um, which fouled Almiron um, and he hit side netting once again. Yeah. He, he just snatched at that one. But then four minutes after that, Jamal Sells, first goal of the season, first goal in just over a year as well. Um, strong Coast Range header. Big, big header. You absolutely love to see it. Big, big old centre back, and he was steaming in back post. It yeah. wasn't like he he just got like he glanced on. He was it had gone through the net if it had carried on running. Very Steve Bruce esque, yeah. wasn't it? Massive head on it. Oh, great goal. Mm. I, I, I thought so too. Um, Lascelles is he in England running? No. Why? Uh, well, where would you put him in the running? Don't forget, you've got. Gomez is just coming back to fitness. Mm-hmm. You got Mings is in ridiculous form at the minute. Maguire's not having a, not having a terrible time at the minute. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a lot of people. Are, uh, sounds horrible playing for bigger clubs, and I know it doesn't have to be from a bigger club, mm-hmm. but there is more 
seasoned professionals that are having better seasons. And it, it, it's a shame for him because if he was any other nationality or if we didn't have an abundance of centre-backs at the minute, mm. he could easily be playing in national football. Do you think maybe Lascelles should be looking at moving on from Newcastle? Is he, is he too good for Newcastle? I'm not entirely sure. If I'm going to be honest, I'm I think... Really by him. I think... Not that I'm not overly sold by him, but I, I just don't know if moving anywhere would, would benefit him. I think... Uh, mm. As long as as long as he stays in the Premier League, that's fine. If if Newcastle went down, then yes, he should he should move on. Yeah. But at the minute, I think I think he's not to say he's at his level, but I think he'll learn more playing week in week out for Newcastle than going somewhere and being a bit part or a bench player. So I, th- yeah. I, th- I think he's I think he should stay for the right. minute. Um, Wolves took a while to wake up, but when they did. They they did it nice and proper, didn't yeah. they? And uh, they they got their equaliser that they deserved. The, key, the goalkeeper um, Dubravka, I'm not quite sure what he was doing really. I don't um, think he was that cross, and he sort of like just palmed it into into the area where 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 Johnny was, and Johnny. He's, he's, yeah, he's put it in. Johnny, John, John, Johnny be good. Yeah. He's, lob, he's lobbed it home. Um, very very bitty. Lots of poor challenges like white and yellows. But then at the end there was a red card for. Sean Longstaff, the the elder of the two brothers. I think it's harsh, but it's the right decision. I think it's. Uh, I don't think they get more straight red than that, to be honest. And the, actually, the only way that could be more straight red is if the if the other foot was level with his diving foot <laughs> and he went in like stampy stamp. Yeah. But I, I, as soon as I saw it, I just thought oh, it, it it blows my mind when you it's that deep into the game and you're drawing. It's, like, it's near the halfway line, isn't it? As well. Yeah. It's, it's, what it's, are you? It's an unnecessary challenge. What are you doing? But like, he's got, he's won the ball though. That's the thing. And like, I know it's not nineteen ninety four anymore, but he's gone in there. He's won the ball. His other legs appear somewhere. It doesn't it, need to be there. It is a red card. I agree, but I think, I, I think it's a, a deep orange, a deep orange card um, <laughs> to round up the rest of Sunday's games. Is Norwich one, Manchester United three. Bit of drama in that game as well. We won an away game for the first time um, in about thirteen years. Woo! Or something. Um, yeah, United, Ollie's at the wheel. So, so I watched, <laughs> I watched that game through uh, sources. Um, basically, it, it was a lot, a lot better performance from United. Um, from from the offset, we seemed to go straight into the high gear that we usually leave until the last minute sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there was, a, there was a few few controversial moments in that game as well. So, again, like I'm saying, we're on the front foot uh, for most of the game. Um, and uh, the first goal at 1-0, ridiculous ball from Daniel James. He's pretty what a player. Like, on the halfway line. He, it's a, a nice curling, like, like, looped through ball sort of thing. It's wiped out about three defenders. Rashford brings it down. Great fit. Hold on, is that the first goal? No, that wasn't the first goal. That's the second goal. The first goal was Scott McTominay. Scott McTominay. The, the best centre mid in the world. Number 2,000. Um, yeah, number 2,000 in the Premier League. Um, so that was a um, corner and it bounced around a bit. Eventually found its way out onto the um, edge of the box and um, he's taken, it's almost on a swivel and just, Strikes it bottom corner, great finish, uh, and then we look to press on from there. So as I was saying, the second goal from Rashford, um, the second goal from Rashford, uh, Dan James, another great assist. Mm-hmm. I, I hate talking about money and value and stuff because I don't think it makes you a better player. But he is looking like the most ridiculous bargain uh, at the minute. He had another mm-hmm. ridiculously solid game. Uh, there were moments when we, it looked like we were almost. Getting too comfortable, which talk, is always frustrating. Yeah, talk to me about the penalty. I was going to say, but then here we go. So, the first penalty that was awarded by VAR was um, Dan James taken down in the box. Um, I say taken down in air quotes. Um, he he gets himself in front of the defender. So, he pushes himself in front of the defender. Was that the first penalty or the second penalty? Yeah, this is the first one. That's the first so, he one. pushes himself just at the last minute, gets himself in front of the defender. And there's like a little bit of a coming together. And the defender's gone down like in a sliding motion to try and win the ball, and he doesn't touch the ball. And on the replay, it's clumsy, but I, I don't think there's much contact, if there's any. And they seem to take five minutes looking at the VAR 
And when it came back with a penalty, I, I was absolutely blown away. Mm. Uh, not so much blown away by the quality of the penalty from Rashford. Um, I've done it was good, good save, but it's straight at the keeper. Yeah. Um, and then about five, I think it was about five ten minutes later. Um, Fred's had yeah, a, had a Campwell, wasn't yeah. Fred's had a strike from outside the box. Um, it's a it's a clear handball as well because um, he's he's done that. He's jumped up, turned his back, his arms yeah. up here. It's inside the box uh, penalty. So as Rashford missed the first one, um, they give it to Martial. They give it, they give it to Tony, who is King Tone. He is the cool, calm, and collected one. So I thought, oh, great, we're gonna have a penalty taker. He then hits it straight to Crawl again. Well, <laughs> um, it, it was it, this time. It was uh, Crawl had to do more, and he died, he guessed the right way, but he's decent height, decent power for the keeper. Yeah. Um, game at points started to get a little bit naughty. There was some, uh, there was some, um, there was some nasty challenge. Well, not nasty challenges. Um, nasty challenges going in on everyone, sort of thing. Um, yeah. Um, and there was that nasty challenges going in, and it just it just it threatened to get out of hand a little bit. Um, Marshall scored after a lovely move between uh, Rashford and himself, uh, mm-hmm. little few little flicks, and then he dinks the ball at the back post. Uh, then Norwich Norwich's goal, uh, McTominay had the ball on the halfway line pretty much. Uh, he's just Did quite, he make a mistake, McTominay? A horrible one. Oh, so he, he's basically He's basically <laughs> just stepped forward and he's he left the ball behind him. Has his feet rate gone down from 99 to 98 with uh, that? He's kind of, <laughs> yeah. So he stepped forward. I don't know how it works, I don't play FIFA. He kind of left the ball behind. <laughs> but um, oh, man. Uh, was it Hernandez literally picked up the ball, drove at the defence, was backing off, backing off. Um, uh, someone went to put, I think it was Garner went to put the tackle in. Um... Just it was a weak challenge, and he ended up tucking it bottom corner. Mm. Uh, annoying because we controlled the game, but listen, uh, at this point in time, I take I take three points and away back from home. To back wins away from home for Manchester United as well. Um, you may be watching two up top live on a Sunday at seven pm. Oh, no, no, about an hour or so. Alternatively, you might be listening to us on Apple Podcast and on Spotify. We are in association with Shakers Recording Studios. Not even Shakers. I'm lying. It's called Stalkers. It's shakers. Huh? Called it Shakers <laughs> earlier on. Sorry, Paul. It's called Stalkers. Stalkers Studio uh, in Kings Heath, Northamptonshire, as well as the Mail Coach in Northampton Town Centre and Mikhail's Bar and Grill over in New York City. Um, let's talk about Friday's game. Friday's game, there was only one game in the Premier League on Friday, and there normally is. Sometimes it's two. I don't know why they do that. Um, Southampton, nil. Leicester, nine. Uh, we've said, I think I've said it pretty much every week this like on the show that I, I, I thought for the start of the season Southampton were doomed, and... If that isn't a statement of how doomed they are, I don't know what is. Well, I I like Southampton, and I feel really sorry for them. But actually, they've got some some good, good lads playing for them as well. That's the that's the thing. But Hasenhutl, Hasenhutl's a good manager. Yeah, yeah, so damn I, good I, manager. I feel sorry for him. I, I said to you in the, in the in the car that um, <coughs> I, I do feel for him because he did he did wonders with Leipzig. And he, he come he came in and he, he got Leipzig out of nowhere into Champions yeah. League football. Nowhere in terms of what further down on the Bundesliga take a lot of pyramid, and he's got them into Bundesliga. He got them into third place. I think there was, was points that season when they yeah. could they, they, they could were pushing for the league. They couldn't um, have won it. But and, I think yeah. that with he, we talked about it again before about the naivety of wanting to come up. Like when I'm talking about Sheffield United about coming up and then just wanting to attack all the time, I think they might fall into that category not of attacking, but they they wanted to play his like not nice explorative like style of football. You can't do that against teams like Leicester because they mm. will absolutely punish you, and they did. And they did it. Was and proof. do you know what? I, I think it's gonna nine nil. Isn't flattering. It, like it wasn't, No, it's not. It's, it's not. not. It should have been more. And that sounds so harsh. It should have been more. If I was, now, the first, the first situation was that was, was Chilwell's goal, and Southampton felt really aggrieved because they felt that it was a challenge, 
Uh, it was a foul on Bertrand, and Bertrand, <laughs> Bertrand. Now I think that is red all day. I think that's more. I think that's more so red than the Longstaff one. But Leicester, they took the lead from it. They've gone back to have a look at VAR and they've given a red card. Now that was VAR used perfectly. Yeah, I'm still not a fan. I never will be a fan. But that was used pretty well. I'll give them that. So Southampton, that's the third, that's that's three games in a row against Leicester where they've been sent down to ten men as well. Ooh. There you go. Um, so yeah, Chilwell, fantastic. That's his uh, first goal since uh, I think um, April seventeen or something like that as well. Um, Perez, he got himself a hat trick, but his first goal uh, didn't come actually until uh, number three. It was Tielemans who scored the second one on seventeen minutes. Poor defending. Don't know where. I, I don't think they really knew where they were. They didn't settle into the game I, after being sent. I don't to think them. I've ever watched a game of football where I've seen such little desire to play a game of football from a team. Mm. Not even to try and win the game. Like it, just to even play, it looked like they just didn't want to be there. They had other things on their minds. I, I don't know what's going on. If there's anything going on at Southampton behind the scenes or anything, but mm-hmm. they just looked. All out of sorts, all out of form. Just they didn't, they didn't want it. Well, they did, and 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 when Perez finally got himself off his duck and scored his first goal for the club and uh, to make it three nil, fans started leaving. Southampton fans started leaving. That was on. That was before the twentieth minute mark. They'd already started walking out at that point. Now, if that's, I, I, I'm lost for words on that one. Yeah. I really am. It doesn't matter what's happening. It's your club. You paid the money. You've got yourself down there. You've got to stay. I know it can be painful and punishing watching your team get absolutely pumped. But at the end of the day, you can't walk out on 20 minutes. Anything can happen well, after be, 20 minutes. In hindsight, it was the right decision. Oh, definitely, <laughs> I must say. Um, Chilwell found Perez again. Lovely cross, that was. Chilwell, definitely the number three for England. All day and night, and so Perez got himself his uh, his brace. Vardy just before half time. Southampton just literally couldn't settle at all on the game. Um, it should uh, it could have been like six, seven, eight. They they made a couple of changes at half time to do some damage limitation. I would have thought they brought on Danzo, and <laughs> it just didn't. I feel so sorry for a guy, mate. Oh god, I was trying to do this with such a straight face. Um, Southampton fans, I apologise. I really do apologise. You're not a laughing stock, but you didn't you didn't paint yourself in glory at all. Um, Perez got himself a hat trick. Lovely, um, lovely chip from Barnes. Vardy, his header from Chilwell's cross, so fit. It was lovely. How many assists did Chilwell two on it? Oh, about 150. It yeah. was loving life. Um, Madison, what a free kick! What a free kick! We'll talk about free kick in his, a moment his as stock well. His stock is rising. It really is. And then Vardy from the spot after Benderek's foul. 9-0. Leicester, they are top four, aren't they? They really are. Um, I think, just uh, not almost segueing, um, Leicester, uh, my friend said this to me earlier, and I completely agree. Um, Leicester and Rodgers mm. are the new um, Potch. Tottenham and Poch. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, they fit, don't it, they? It happens in cycles. But we said this before as well. Brendan Rodgers... When he was appointed, I don't think anyone really took it seriously. But to be fair to him, he almost got Liverpool to win the league with the, with the team they had. Yeah. Um, he went to when he went to Celtic, he won pretty much everything. Well, people will take the Mickey out of Celtic because it's like, oh, it's just the Farmers League, rah rah. But he's still a winner. Yeah, well, and he, and, was, and he was winning by he, handsome yeah, margins. Yeah, exactly. He he'd gone there. He made them better somehow, and he. Didn't lose a domestic trophy. I, I, honestly, I think he he is very under underrated at the minute. Uh, well, probably not so now this season. Underappreciated. Underappreciated. Mm. Um, I think the Leicester squad as well. The Leicester squad is very, is it's, it's a really good squad. Like that again, un, underestimated players like Ndidi um, wouldn't be your first if someone said to you who's the best CDM in the world. You wouldn't look. You, at would, you wouldn't think of him. You wouldn't even be, put him in that sentence. You just put Kante. Yeah. But, but the captain's been played out of position. How, right? how good is indeed he for Leicester? Oh, he's, he's, he's amazing. Back the, to them. They've got the, great players. The relationship between Ndidi and Tielemans is, I think that that could, people might take the mick again. But remember when it was like Keane 
and Skulls yeah. in the 90s. You know, and Dee Dee and uh, Tielemans have that same sort of relationship. They're I'm not really saying good. that they're better. No, no, it's than really good two. chemistry. It's the chemistry between the pair of them. What they know when to sit, they know when to attack, they know when to ghost in on the edge of the box. They, they've, they've got that down to a T. And I think if they continue with that form and injuries as well, if they can avoid injury, they can... They can Do you know what's really scary? It. Imagine Mahrez and Maguire and players that were still there and they didn't jump after they won the league. Well, I think, I, 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 I think... Well, I would say Maguire and Sionchu as, 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 like in the, in the back. I, 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 like, I like... The thing them. is as well, I think on, on, the, on the flip side that... I don't think Johnny Evans has got long left. No, he's, he's got a year. Uh, Vardy is, isn't getting any younger. He looks it. He, well, true. But he, <laughs> uh, he isn't getting any younger. Um, but yeah, Leicester at the minute, they, they rightfully deserve to be where they are in the league. Mm. Um, I, I know I would, I'd, I'd seriously start looking at odds for them to st- stay top four to the end of the season. Oh uh, yeah, I think, I think you might get good money. Um, welcome to our favourite section of the show, What... Ah, uh, Everton. Woo! Without swearing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, um, luckily we're not Everton fans, so we can we can get away with it. Um, Brighton three, Everton two. Um, that's five defeats in six for Everton now. Um, no away wins since March. What are Everton? Awful. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Gross. Free kick. Fire. Yeah, beautiful. Absolute fire! Literally slap the top of the um, slap the top uh, top bins. But when you look at the replay, it's I, I I genuinely and even when we had to, everyone got behind the country for the World Cup last year. Couldn't stand watching Pickford and goal. It mm. it scares me. You know my rule: under six foot four, you don't stand under my goalpost. Yeah. Um, but he, I know it's a running joke about how small his arms are and his reach. But it's it's a, it's a justified worry. It's yeah. not that tall. What is he? Six, six two, one. Six one, six two. I I I think you if you if you could look back, if someone could compile some footage from the from the mistakes that he's made that have led to goals or led to chances over the last two or three seasons, I, I reckon there'd be quite a few. Yeah, and also uh, where height would be a factor in those as well. Um, there was um, a long ball played over from Pickford, though, so I must say that Pickford's distribution is pretty shiny. Uh, but it's misheaded by Stevens, and he did really well to recover from it, but then gave a corner away at the end of it, and from that corner, that's where Richarlison uh, bad. Good header, but should they have left him so free? No, not, not in a million years. I think as well... Uh, we could in the what are Everton section. We could also put a side section of what is Richarlison. Yeah. Um, but you, but you know, he is Everton's. I'll, I'll say danger man because again, they don't really cause much da- uh, much danger at the minute. But you, if there's one person you can't allow all that space and time in the box, mm. it's Richarlison. So I, I don't know what I don't know what's gone on there. Exactly but. that. Uh, we came off the bench and he bagged. But I think it was the second touch of the game as well. Ran the line really nicely. But I I actually really like Calvert-Lewin. I like him too, but I don't think he's gonna make it. Make it. No. And, no. I, and, that, and that, it's it's such a shame, you know. But he is like what Solanke should be. He, he, Calvert-Lewin would go. To a championship team and score twenty five goals and bring them up. Do you reckon that's what you might need to do? As bad as it sounds, maybe yeah. You might need to go somewhere else, like somewhere lower down, or go go abroad we, in, a, we, in a lesser league. We've said this before, and I, I just think it's it's so detrimental to younger players. Okay, getting the experience of playing in the Premier League or playing big games, but if you're not learning your trade by playing in the Championship. Because the players in the championship aren't just young kids either. You will get decent centre backs. Well, look at Harry Kane. Exactly. You have to. I think you have to go and play a decent level of football before you can just jump straight into the Premier League. Yeah. And, and I think he might. He might be suffering from that. He might well be. Um, keen on Connolly. Um, I didn't see anything in it, but it went to VAR. It's sort of like. It's, so Connolly's sort of gone up for a header. Well, he's about to go up for a header, and it's. He's sort of stepped on, 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 on his ankle, but it doesn't look like he was meaning to do it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm always a bit harsh, but he's given a penalty and, and Neil Mopai, straight down the middle, with pace, not going to do anything about it at all. Um, Holgate's challenge was pretty naughty Do you know what well. I would say? Well, one thing that, that really annoys me, not enough players go down the middle for a penalty 
Because as a keeper, if you stay down the middle and it goes either corner, you look like a mug. Yeah. Most keepers will think, okay, he's going left or he's going right. Get down the middle. Yeah. More down the middle, please. Well, I think more, what, what are you saying, keepers or penalties? Penalty takers. Go oh, down the middle. Keepers more, I, I think loads of penalties go down the middle. I don't forget if keepers stay there. No, um, I'm, I'm on the opposite of that. Um, then Trossard gets the cross and Dina decides to, uh, well, I don't, I don't think he paid much attention as to where anything or anyone was, and he sort of slid in and scored the Oggy, and it's um, it's 3-2, condemning uh, Everton to another defeat. I feel for uh, Luca Dean, or Digne, however, however you want to pronounce it, um, he is, for Everton, as soon as he arrived, he's, he's been class. And he wears captain's armband quite a lot now. Yeah. Well, he's former former Roma boy for a bit as well. Yeah. Um, but Everton, I, I don't, I don't even know anymore. Like, I think we've said pretty much everything we can say about them. They've spent money. They they they've tried pretty much everything. Mm. And I I said at the start of the season that Silver would be the first to go. Here's we didn't problem. know obviously the Watford situation came about, but you you can't imagine that Silver's got much time left. No, I think he's gone. I think he's terrible. Oh, anyway. I think I think it could be. Well, they've, they've got it's, it's cup game in the middle in midweek, isn't it? But I, I really think one more, one more, one more loss or one more embarrassing defeat will yeah. result, and he is at the He's door. Gone. Uh, talk about Watford. Um, they drew nil nil with Bournemouth. That's third clean sheet for Bournemouth in three nil nils at that as well. And that is all we've got to say about that game. And it also means that Watford is still the only team in English league football without a win. Oh. Dear, oh dear, Danny, enjoy your holiday. Bournemouth 2, Chelsea 4. Burnley, this, Burnley 2. Bournemouth, Burnley, Burnley 2, Chelsea 4. The score, when you're looking at that, it looks like it was a lot closer. But to be fair, at times, I thought Burnley were really down But it, it is, it's Chelsea this year. We said it the week before or whatever week it was. They have to score four goals in a minute because they are conceding for no reason. Mm. These two goals, I don't think you can put too much fault on any hey, of them. Hey, look, I was yeah. going to say. Not... But uh, 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 not so much humble pie, but I called out Pulisic a few weeks ago. Now, I, it's, it's still whether to be seen if he's going to go on and kick on from this, but fair play to him, he's got, he got his hat trick. Um, a perfect hat trick at that as well. Left I, foot, right foot header. I'm still not entirely convinced. By Pulisic, yeah. I don't think I don't think he's all that either. No. Um, it sounds really start, um, really savage. Pulisic is early twenties. I'm fully aware of that. But when Pulisic was at Dortmund, even when they were struggling, as he, such, he, he was bench. He was, exactly. But sometimes they, he didn't even make the bench. It, they, they were looking at alternative options, alternative formations in order to to try and get something out of games rather than thinking of Pulisic bringing him in. So for me, but, I spent a lot of money on him as well. But he had a, great, he had a great game. Okay, 100%. And I think what he did during the week put him at the forefront to say, Oi, Frank, start me this weekend. Yeah. And he, he proved himself. Um, Defending for a couple of the goals is suspect at best. Yeah, the first goal, Lotan's um, error. I don't know where... I think he just got lost as to where the ball was meant to be and it just allowed, allowed him to, to go through and um, it, was, it was off a little deflection off... off um, I think, I think a, few of the, a few of them took deflections. Yeah, they did. Um, Barnes should have made it one each. What, what did I literally say last week? Burnley need a decent striker. <laughs> it drives me mental watching them play football. There's no right. My grandma's dead. And she would have bagged that. Possibly. That No, no. <laughs> guaranteed she would. I'm not being funny. That is, is two yards out. He's in front of goal. There's no excuse. He's, he's actually made full, decent contact with it as well. If it's like a glancing one, I'm like, do you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. I get that. But that is, there's no excuse to miss that. And that could have changed the it whole changed game. could have changed the game, yeah. Because Burnley, in terms of possession, doing all right. And McNeil... McNeil needs to leave Burnley. He is damn yeah. good. And I called him out as well when he was well sorry, number 31 on the back of his shirt. Uh, Pulisic back just before half-time. Solo run, right foot. Nice. Yeah. Um, finish. And, the, and his hat-trick was... Um, it was it was like... It was, it was nice. 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 <laughs> nice. Um, the ball got whipped in. 
uh, from the corner, went back out. It comes out, it comes in again, and there he is, bang on the head. Yeah. And that's his uh, that's his first professional. Because he gambled though, he gambled. Well, and you've got to be brave with those kind of headers as well. Do you know what? And then uh, uh, William scored. That was a nice finish. As well. I, I, I felt really sorry for Burnley because I thought four nil was very very flattering. It was. Um, and then, but then Jay Rodriguez said, "Right, I'm getting in on this act." And. The dip and, and the swaz on that. Well, it's gone on the month. 100%. The, the dip and the swaz on it is just... Yeah. And then they, and then Burnley threatened a mini comeback with um, a second goal. And the yeah, that was, the deflection, uh, that was a deflection off, um, from McNeil. But then they had another opportunity which provided a corner and... But they could have got something out of that as well. That could have been four three with four minutes to go still of injury time. You know, which Chelsea, Chelsea are very very vulnerable at the back. And I, and I, I, the word I'll, I'll say again, I think as good as they are going forward, because they are playing a lot of youth and stuff, they are very naive at, at, at times. Yeah, and there there are lapses of concentration and there are errors that aren't necessarily getting punished. But if you look at their games this season, like I said, at four nil. You're cruising. Mm-hmm. And, okay, these two goals can't really specifically put them down to bad Chelsea defending. But there has been other games when they've been coasting and still conceded two or three. Yeah. Which which I don't think Frank will be worried at the minute because they're on a ridiculous run and mm-hmm. they're doing ten times better than anyone else expected them to with their transfer ban. Yeah, of course. But it might, it might be a worry further on in the season. I think it might be a case of when, you know, when things are going a bit against you, are there, in, is there enough seniority in the club yeah. at player level yeah. to try and guide them through it's all good for the kids we all want to see young players they don't always have to be British players we just want to see young players yeah. making a name in football the, pro- the problem again with naivety of youth and stuff is if it's a big game say they get further on in in, in, in Europe and it's a quarter final and they do go to it up mm. but, then they, but then they concede and then the doubt creeps in and the mistakes yeah. creep in and then it's two all have they got have they got the bottle and the yeah, mentality the to, to yeah. push through and see the game out or, or, or get back on track or will they just will like, yeah um, you know, I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree with that I mean, at the moment they're, they're in the top four as well and it's an argument that they, they could they could hang around there well, I'm not quite sure if they can or not but I I I my bugbear as well, I must say, um, is expected goals. What is expected goals? Now, this game, it finished 4-2 to Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea were expected, from the number of shots and all that sort of stuff, expected goals 0.87. And Burnley's was 2.4. Okay, we'll give Burnley the three points then. Yeah, that's what we should do. Yeah, wonderful. Um, top... Uh, I was going to say top of the league. They're not top of the league at all. They're second in the league, and that's Manchester City. Uh, they played on the early game on Saturday. Uh, they did reduce the gap to three points until uh, Liverpool's victory early on today with a 3 0 win uh, against Aston Villa. Aston Villa, they were unbeaten of four prior to that, uh, three wins in a draw. And City, if they had lost, that would have been the first time in. Uh, Guardiola's managerial career that they would have lost two home games on the spin. Uh, the first half they couldn't they couldn't find their rhythm at all. It was nil nil at half time. Pep Guardiola even came out and said that if they continue playing like that for the rest of the season, it's relegation. <laughs> but but there's a complete opposite of what I was saying a second ago. But they do have the experience yeah. and the players that have been there before to not panic. You know with the quality that you've got that you will create enough in the second half yeah. to win the game. So it's not panic stations just yet, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a very good first half showing no, at all. it wasn't. So Sterling decided 26 seconds into the second half, I'm you know what, enough. I'm not having this. Yeah. And um, yeah, there he goes, bang, with the goal. Um, that's um, 17 goals for Sterling now in 18 games for club and country. He's one of the best in the world at the moment, isn't he? I, I love him this season. I, I still have harbouring resentment for his World Cup. I don't think he was good enough. <laughs> but uh, he's, he's just... He, honestly, if, you, if you're talking about like the best players in the world at the minute, yeah. he definite top five. He, he's definite part, he's part of that conversation. Definite top five, yeah. Yeah. Um, could have been 2-0. Seconds later with... Let's say in a second, moments later, with uh, Gabriel Jesus, uh, who if he had scored... That would have been five starts, um, five games that he started in a row, which is bagged in. 
But Tyrone Mings had different ideas. What a clearance. Yeah. A, it's, a ridiculously it's, acrobatic. Yeah. And that's, again, like, he's shown his form uh, at the minute. And, like, he's put himself in, in contention for England and has, has played from recently. Mm-hmm. But again, the centre-back spot at the minute is just one we have an abundance of. Indeed. Um, Gundogan made it 3-0, but the reason why I skipped to that, uh, skipped the second goal, uh, and Fernandinho later on, um, he received uh, two yellow cards, both deserved. About time he got fouled. It's about time Fernandinho got booked. Yeah, and he got set on the first red card that City received this season as well. Um, The second goal, De Bruyne, Silva, who got a touch, went to VAR, is offside, is onside. Now, if Silva got a touch on the ball, then that is offside. Yeah. If De Bruyne, if it was just De Bruyne's shot in the first place, then for me that is not offside. However, Silver swears blind that he got a touch of the ball. And afterwards, after the game, they were saying, oh, Silver, yeah, he did get a touch on it, it worked for Bruyne, he did it. Was there a difference of the ball movement at all? And did VAR get the right decision on that one? Do you know what? Like, the whole point of VAR is consistency and we'll get to the right result and all that. At 2-0, it's City. I couldn't have cared less, if I'm perfectly honest. Give the goal or don't give the goal. They're winning that game. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you. This is, this is the problem with VAR as well. It's still so subjective because, mm. of, the, because of opinions. I don't know if there's a touch. And yeah. this is why I will bang my head against a brick wall until it comes in. Have the monitor... Let the referee go and look at it, and it's his decision. And who who's to blame if it's the wrong if it's the wrong choice or the wrong decision? The referee is still culpable. We can't keep saying, "Oh, the geezer in Stockley Park in a porter cabin with a an iPad or whatever." Yeah, like it, it shouldn't be up to him. It should be referee's decision. It's final, which is always what you've always been told. Referee's decision. It's final. Yeah, and he sh- he should have a final say. And I, I, it's just a it, VAR's a mess at the minute and I, I wanted it and I'm and you know I was staunchly against it but if they do it the way they do abroad then it's fair enough you know um, the last game that we'll cover then we've got a few comments oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Have a little run through oh, well, this, this comment uh, from Adam uh, how did VAR get it so wrong for the second goal like we just touched it's on like, I don't think they got it wrong but again, they, I don't got it wrong if if Silver's got a touch, touch. But that, if Silver haven't got a touch then it's 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 still got it right. it's still so like subjective and opinions like you you could literally in this stadium you could run a poll after if, if they showed if they showed the VAR screen on the screen one they showed you 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 still wouldn't get a like a close enough margin of of victory for a, was it a penalty yes or no like it's 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 so. But again, give it to the ref. Take everything take out. Take everything out. Yeah. Like, so don't don't make. Yeah. Let him let him let him have a look. Um, and then um, West Ham versus Sheffield United, one apiece. Um, I, I weren't overly convinced by this game either. Um, but um, lovely goal from Snodgrass just for half time to yeah. make it one nil. Uh, Mousset, least Mousset, two goals in two games. Yeah. What's he on? What is he on? Some. That's, try to test him. Try to test him now. That's his first goal for West Ham in a long time. A long time. It's like, it's like 20-odd games as well. He's like, he's, 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 he's like waiting for a period of bagging, didn't he? He doesn't get enough games for him. Yeah. Um, and Sheffield United, they're beaten away in the Premier League. And they've only conceded eight goals. Um, so there's a couple of comments um, knocking around. We've, um, we've been like smashing through the show, to be fair. Love the new occasion. Thank you very much, Ian Bird. Uh, James Alcock. Um, Gav, what do you think Sherwood um, says about United? Go for Grealish, 70 million. I'm a Villa fan, I think it's worth that. Now, I think, well, you're a Man United fan, you understand that. He would add to your side, wouldn't he? But the thing is, as well, right, 70 million, right, who has made that valuation? Because at the end of the day, it would come down to how much we want him, how much do Villa want to sell him. Yeah. I wouldn't, it sounds horrible, wouldn't want Grealish in my team. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, I think he is big fish, small pond. I think if he came, if he went to a bigger club, I don't know how it how it work out, sort of thing. But I just hate that drives me mental. Where have you got seventy million from? Well, uh, it'd be depressed. No, I mean, like not. Oh him yeah, 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 yeah. But who who was just cooked up that figure? It's it's ridiculous. They, they sort of make but it as they go along. Don't really they? should do well to stay uh, at Villa. I, I, I and think be a club icon. I, I, I think he he him 
uh, Mings, McGinn, just stay where you are, yeah. enjoy yourself, yeah, exactly. uh, and, and try and build Villa into the team that they used to be. Get you know, bring Villa into back. Toto Cup. By the way, I say, Villa's away kit. It's oh, it was so 1993. It was amazing. Um, and um, Stephen Burke, thanks for watching or listening. Um, Serge Aurier, liability, 100%. I cannot agree I with you anymore. Him, I think he is when he, absolutely when he was at PS- toilet. When he was at PSG and uh, Tottenham went in for him, and, uh, we, we needed a right back because Valencia was leaving. And I look at his build and I look at him, I think, you are the most football manager Valencia region I've ever seen in my life. It, the only way it could have been any closer if his name was like Vantonio Alencia. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Aston Villa fan Adam O'Connor, thanks for watching as well. Um, the problem with the Premier League is that they've come out after the game and awarded the goal to Silver. Oh, God. I have, have that. They? I didn't know that. Oh, then VAR is a joke. And on that, you've been watching Two Up Top with myself, Gav Mack and Stephen Cotton. I don't think we've actually introduced ourselves at the beginning of the show. They know by now. Yeah, they must know. It's the, the original. It's the original scene. Big yeah. man, little man, two up top. Yeah, that's the show. Follow us on all social media platforms at Two Up Top Football. We've been in association with Stalkers, their recording studio in Kings Heath, Northamptonshire, as well as the Mail Coach, where they do two pizzas. £10. Mm. And the quiz night every Monday, £2 per person. Big prizes available every week with our own Adam the Greek as well. That's in Northampton. And Mikhail's Sports Bar and Grill in New York, West 51st and 8th. It's been a pleasure. Keep an eye out for the European write-up by myself. So that will be out uh, around Tuesday lunchtime as well. So that will give you a full breakdown of everything that's been happening in the Bundesliga, in La Liga and in Syria. Thank you very much and good night.